The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. I have no idea of what we're going to talk about today. Oh, by the way, Humble Farmer here. I have no idea of what we're going to talk about today. When I look through my notes, I see that every time I thought of something I wanted to tell you today, I was interrupted when I was trying to write it down. I only got half it on the paper. Four hours later, when I can get back to it, there's no way I can remember what it was I wanted to say. And here's an example. You knew I was going to give you an example. One morning, after taking my shower, I stood before the bathroom mirror and saw several long, straight red streaks on my side. I immediately recognized the pattern of red lines because the day before... I had seen a map of the most popular South American landing strips for aliens. But before I could take notes on what could have turned into a best-selling book, I was told in no uncertain terms to stop admiring my body and carry out the trash. Have you ever been able to finish even the simplest of projects at home before you were interrupted by a phone call or a visitor or someone barking imperious commands from the kitchen? Where do you think about this? Where do you suppose you and I would be today if, after he had written, when in the course of human events, someone had hollered, you get in here and eat before it gets cold. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
McKinney's Cotton Pickers. I love it. From way back somewhere, probably 1920-something, 1930. Young people today, young people today don't know about moderation. Back when I was a kid, we had neighbors who were moderate, really moderate neighbors. One day... Alva Harris, who owned the garage down in Tense Harbor, was lying on his back underneath a car when he saw some rubber boots walking round the car. And Alva recognized them, so he, he hollers out, Is that you, George? And George says, Yes, yes, it's me, Alva. Are you awful busy today? And Alva says, What you need? And George says, My house is on fire. Django here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Over the past 15 or so years, my wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, has hopped or crawled into a boat hundreds and hundreds of times and has gone out to Southern Ireland where she works all day. Over the past 15 years, we, 
might have gone, Marshall and I might have gone to a swanky restaurant overlooking the ocean three times. Three times in 15 years we might have gone to a restaurant overlooking the ocean. And it amused me at the time to see the hostess seating my wife by the window, you know, so she could have a view of the water and the lobster boats and the harbor. You certainly remember the apocryphal tale about the man who had his office in the Eiffel Tower. He said he had his office in the Eiffel Tower because it was the only place in Paris where he, he could look out the window and and uh, <laughs> not have to look at the cussed thing. I'm reminded of a lobsterman in, Saint, in Spruce Head, uh, which is in St. George. I'm reminded of a lobsterman in Spruce Head who planted a hedge of cedar trees between his house and the harbor just so he wouldn't have to look at it. Turned her keys in, she packed and went away. What's the use of living? I'll seem to give my body up to the ocean. Because that's the way I feel today. Cotton pickers here on the humble farmer. Where with any luck at all? 
You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. Do you do you ever look at my Facebook page? Have you seen the picture of our 30 solar collectors, you know, the electricity makers, at the top of the page? When you look at that page, I want you to look closely at the picture. You've heard me say that I have enough solar panels. Every year, for three years, I added eight more as I got the money to do it. 2013, I get eight more. 2014, I get eight more. 2015, I put up eight more. And I wasn't planning to add any more because, well, we have enough power now to even use electric heat in April, May, June. But every time I look at the picture at the top of my Facebook page, I think I might extend the rack again and get eight more panels this year. You know, just just to hide the shabby-looking south side of my hen house.
do, la-ti-do, do-do-do, Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. I play old-fashioned music. You might have heard that a new indoor ice rink just opened in Ellsworth, Maine. How exciting! We, the royal we, we are 100% in favor of these indoor ice rinks. Think about this. Because the water in these indoor ice rinks is only three-quarters of an inch deep, it's much, much easier to retrieve the snowmobiles. and round with the changes there, getting as many changes you can on the end of that. On page 550 of a psychology book, one sees the question, when is middle age? Reading down quickly, we learn that there is no consensus on when middle age begins and when it ends and when old age starts. 
and when old age ends. But people with low socioeconomic status tend to report earlier beginnings of middle age and old age. Now, I was more than somewhat distressed to learn of this. Think about this. If income actually determines one position on this road of life, I died of old age back around 1978. 
guess that's the end of it. Boom. Scott Hamilton, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio station, playing old-fashioned music just for you. I know to some friends, 1992 is old-fashioned music. Everyone knows that young folks do not share the same experiences and expectations of mature adults. When polled, young people were still eagerly looking forward to some nebulous form of improvement in all aspects of their lives. But when older people were surveyed, they tended to be more satisfied with their health, finances, work, and and relationships than young people. In other words, older people threw in the towel years ago when they realized that right now, today, this is as good as it gets. Kinney's Cotton Pickers. Something to think about here? On No Things Considered. This this is the No Things Considered portion of the Humble Farmer program. Something to think about. 
thank goodness we have whiskey. If it were not for whiskey, you would be unable to buy a present for the man who has everything. But why would a man who has everything want to muddle his mind with whiskey? No, that was not the music I listened to as a child. I was not born in 1930. I learned to enjoy this music when I was probably in my 30s or 40s. Although, I hope you like it too. Although man no longer has an uncontrollable urge to climb trees and drag his knuckles on the ground, 
His day-to-day life is still driven by the powerful genes of his hunting forebearers. If we can believe anthropologists, men once spent their days sharpening spears and, and planning new hunts were not actually killing and carrying home food for their little families. Today, this need to venture forth in search of life's necessities manifests, manifests itself in the Saturday in the Saturday morning garage sale. I'm addicted to the hunt. I go every Saturday, even though there hasn't been room for a man's pickup in his cluttered garage for years and years. Vestiges of primeval adrenaline drive him out before dawn with the knowledge that today, for sure, he will find a grieving widow who will sell her husband's brand new set of craftsman sockets or his Husqvarna chainsaw for two bucks. Kenny's Cotton Pickers. In case you tuned in late, you're listening to The Humble Farmer. In case you've been listening to the entire show, you're still listening to The Humble Farmer. Thank you for being here. I am 
thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. We read that up in Dexter, Maine, you want to hear this story. We read that up in Dexter, Maine, a 78-year-old man came out of a grocery store, put his groceries in someone else's car, and drove it home. It was the same color as his car, the same make, and his key fit exactly. Now, because someone has probably already written a country and western song about not using your key to start someone else's car, someone else has already done that, so I don't need to do it. But it does remind me that men of all ages are easily confused. Years and years ago, when I was playing for dances at the Blue Goose Dance Hall up in Belfast, I would often look down from the bandstand and see forgetful men who were only 40 years old. I could see these, I could see these forgetful men who were only 40 years old leave the hall with their neighbor's wife. I ask you, does the fact that your key fits in the switch entitle you to drive off in your neighbor's car?
Ghana. Ghana. Here on the Humble Farmer. Where with any like it all? You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you very much for listening. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Listen, if you will, to the caption on this junk email. Listen to it. Are you ever self-conscious on a first date? <laughs> self-conscious on a first date? Back when I was a kid, I knew people from Port Clyde, Maine, who weren't even conscious on their first date.
like those. I like those little at the end, don't you? David sent me a story. I'd welcome. I welcome a story from you too. I'm the humble farmer at gmail dot com. David sent me a story in which someone mentions their three thousand square foot apartment. And this reminded me of the Swedish girls I used to correspond with fifty years ago. These Swedish girls would tell me that they were a trim ninety-eight kilos and one hundred and forty-seven centimeters tall. Well, they might as well have said that when they sat down, they covered three thousand square feet of the chair seat, because centimeters and square feet mean nothing to this culturally deprived old man. Does this square feet thing mean anything to you? Does anyone care? Does anyone care how many square feet there are in your house or in anybody else's house? Can you stand there and look me in the eye and tell me what your house amounts to in square feet? Isn't it much like saying that the blade on a wind turbine is as long as a football field? Now there might come a day when I'll ask Google how many feet there are in a football field, square and linear, but I doubt if I'll have time to do it today. And suppose someone did crunch the numbers and told you that your house was ten thousand square feet. Does that figure really have any meaning if we don't know how much of that space your spouse, who collects everything, has allocated to footpaths? Which reminds me that I do know that the original part of my old garage, where I keep a couple of Model E Fords, the original part of my old garage is 24 feet by 24 feet. And I know this because I had to saw out some 24-foot 2x8s to hold the building together when I moved it. So that means I have a 576-square-foot garage. When the day comes, listen closely to this, when the day comes that I've stacked Model T parts to a height of eight feet in this garage, my wife will be able to tell you that I have 4,600 cubic feet of antique iron, and she would love to have you show up in a truck and haul it all away. <laughs> 